Today's show is brought to you by Skillshare.com. At Skillshare.com, they have thousands of classes available, not just simply about business or job hunting, but lots of different classes on a host of different subjects, almost anything you can think of, and they have one low price associated with your learning. They have classes about particular technologies you can learn, pottery, public speaking. I have a half dozen of my classes about job hunting there, writing, photography, film, almost anything you can think of, they have Skillshare classes available. Now, if you use my link, thebiggamehunter.us forward slash Skillshare, they'll offer a free trial and 30% off if you decide to join. There's a lot to learn, and Skillshare is a place where you can learn it. Now, let's get back to today's show. Episode 2055 of No BS Job Search Advice Radio. I'm Jeff Altman, the Big Gate Hunter, and welcome. You know, I'm spending Monday through Friday talking with you about different aspects of job search because... You know, from my experience doing search for more than 40 years and now as a coach for another five, I'll just simply say that I know you're the good ones. You're trying to learn some of your deficiencies in job hunting through listening to the show, maybe going to my YouTube channel, Job Search TV. You know, you're doing the right thing, but most people aren't. They're learning through trial and effort. Let's try that again. They're learning through trial and error. They're making mistakes. They're kicking themselves from the mistakes. They're losing opportunities. So add a boy, add a girl for you. You're trying. And today's show talks about some of the mistakes people make in their job hunting that prove very, very costly. Hope you find this helpful. I hope you give it a good review. I hope you share it with other people. Tell people about the show because... I love knowing I'm helping some folks. And by the way, I've got a lot more episodes than what you might find on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts or maybe Spotify. They only show the most recent 300 or so episodes. If you go to anchor.fm and uh, go there, you'll look for one of two things. My oldest shows or referred to as the original No BS Job Search Advice Radio. You can search those shows. And of course, No BS Job Search Advice Radio. Now with that, let's get going. I've been using Green Geeks for several years now after working with two of the large well-known web hosts and just hating the support experience I had from them. Green Geeks is proactive handling a lot of things without me needing to be involved with them. And they're running a special now through the end of January where you can sign up for Green Geeks for three years for less than $90 in total. So use the link in the show notes. I think you'll have a great experience. And now let's get going. So let me talk with you about some of the the stupid things I've seen job hunters do over the years. Just as damaging to your candidacy. Ready? So... The first item I have on my list is telling different things to different people. Now, you may tell the contingency recruiter one thing. The corporate recruiter is something different. But fundamentally, it comes down to, you know, two different salary targets, two different reasons for why you're looking to change jobs, different stories to different people. 
Eventually, I'll give you an example. You know, in the case of the agency recruiter who gets you the interview with the corporate recruiter, they tell that person that you're looking because of one reason, and you tell them it's a different reason. They compare notes. They find it's a little weird. So, again, congruence becomes important. And when you tell different things to different people, whether it's your resume or your LinkedIn profile don't match up quite that well, or you say one thing to one person and something different to another person, you know what happens? They smell BS, and that affects you. So that's number one. Number two, showing up unprepared for the interview. You know, you arrive there, you haven't reviewed the job, you haven't practiced how to interview, you haven't looked at the LinkedIn profile of the person or people that you're meeting with. All of these have an impact where you arrive with a certain dumb deer-in-the-headlights look and behave in just that way. The result is you don't perform that well. It hurts you. Number three, dressing for an interview. Oddly. Now, there are extremes here. For example, the person who dresses in, I'm going to do stereotypes, flip-flops for the firm that likes to see someone suited up. And conversely, the person who arrives suited up who goes to an interview in flip-flops. The person who dresses like Ronald Reagan was president. The person who dresses like they're going to the beach. You know, all these sort of things have an impact. And when you dress in an odd way, you stand out in ways that are not really to your advantage. So understand there's an impact to your action and you want to dress appropriately. Next one, coming to the interview without intelligent questions of your own. And by that, I don't mean tell me about the job. There's more that you could be asking. For example, you know, let's say you hire me and I come on board. What are your expectations of me over the first 30, 60, 90 days? Let's say you hire me and I come on board and it's time to give me a review. I haven't just done a good job. It has been spectacular. Best job you've ever seen someone do like this. What would I have accomplished during the last year that would make you think that way? Those are good questions. It, just saying, tell me about the job, you know, basically is a wasted opportunity to impress. Okay. Next one, canceling interviews or, or calls at the last minute. And I'm differentiating because they're both really interviews, but one's by phone, one's by per, in person. You do it at the last minute. You know, you may have another offer, but you knew that already. And you, you waited to the last minute and were, you know, impacted someone else. There's no reason for that. They get annoyed and pissed off, and rightly so, because they could have seen someone else. They could have been doing something else. They could have attended that meeting that you that they chose to not attend because they were going to meet with you. Well, that has an effect that not only can hurt you during this job search, but in others when they remember your name, when they get the resume and go, oh, yeah, that guy stood me up. Not a smart move. Next one, ghosting. And ghosting shows up in a couple of different ways. So this is the one I'm taking the interview scenario now one step further. You just blow it off and don't show up. 
or you arrived so late that you might have just shown, not shown up, or as they're about to make the offer, you disappear. Where is she? Where is Where did she go? Where is he? I, I have a couple of questions. I just want to make sure. And then you're invisible. Ghosting is not a smart move under those two conditions. Next one, stating a salary uh, um, target that you want to hit and then upping it once you get the offer letter. Now, it's one thing if you do that and you have another offer. And, we're, and then you can say to them, I know we've been talking about X number of dollars, but such and such firm has made me an offer at X plus Y. And um, it's really tempting, but I prefer your organization. It's not good to just do it as part of a negotiating strategy. Give them an idea of what's going on. Talk with them in a forthright way. Don't just be uh, a creep. Okay. Um, trying to change the job somewhere along the line um, during the interview process. So, for example, uh, you know, this person who applies for a job and started the interview for the job, um, they're in Minnesota, the job's in Atlanta. They talk about, um, you know, wanting, being willing to move there. And then in the interview, they say something like, now this job is really terrific, but I really don't want to move. Okay. <laughs> so did you think the job was going to be moved to you? Give me a break here. You know, too much travel. Could you cut the travel down in half? No. No. We're not. All you've done is waste their time and waste your own. And lastly, um, trying to negotiate the job offer after you've said yes. That is so obnoxious. You know, you've said yes to the offer. They made it to you. You know, they have reason to believe that this was the number that you wanted. After all, you said yes. And then you come back to them and say, you know, I was thinking about it. I, I, I'd like $15,000 more. No! Now, if you've gotten another offer, if your firm has made a counter offer, that's a different situation. However, if you're just doing it because this is part of the game that you play, no, don't do it. All you're doing is sabotaging yourself. So that's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, I've got a lot that's in the show notes that will help you. Go there, take a look at some of the things I highlight. I know it can help you with your search. But I want you to do one thing for me. And that is put in your phone, thebiggamehunter.us, Jeff Alpin my name. And when you need help, when you need advice, when you have a question, come over to the website, go exploring in the blog, contact me for coaching or because you have a question, I'd love to help you. In the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. And most importantly, be great.